Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome back. Welcome me back. Welcome you back. Welcome all of us back to a wonderful, most marvelous opening day edition of Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host at DALE007 on Twitter. Devin Ellington is my name in real life. Hey, this is a hoop-ball.com presentation. Make sure to go over to that website. Check it out. Check our workout. You're going to find so much stuff there. Had to try the new baseballers thing. Going to do it in the season this year. MLB is going to be exciting. High volume bets. Me and Blake are going to be tackling it. That's for sure. That's for sure. To get back to the hoop-ball.com, though, and we're about to embark on a new journey with MLB starting, so we are wanting to make sure that there's plenty of folks on board moving forward. We're going to talk about the odds boost that my bookie is doing that we are going to make some free money on. Go check out the wager pass for $9.99. I've been talking to a lot of folks on Twitter doing some grassroots recruiting. You know, $9.99 is 33 cents a month. And if you're not too keenly sold, holler at me and we'll get you set up and rolling without any headache from your end. 
So you'll do that for 33 cents a day and it's easy peasy. For example, Brew, Aaron Brewski, the founder, the, the Don himself, he hit for 3-0 tonight. 5-0 and in his little run here the last two days. Riley Sorbo. Got to follow at Riley Sorbo. He is our prop master. Slinging winners left and right. And look, this is still a pretty new thing for us. And we got some awesome spreadsheets that we are updating that we'll be attaching with each play to offer even more full transparency. But I know that the hoop ballers that are already in the Discord servers can attest to all of our successes, our fun times, our transparency, and, um, you know, just kind of our laid backness you know it, it's not uptight over here it's not heavy vegas strip it's more like dubuque iowa dubuque iowa hotbed gambling town sports betting's legal out there in the rivers of the midwest go check it out if you're ever around there i don't know if you're driving through kansas city up to Kansas, or I'm sorry, from Kansas City up to Wisconsin, Dubuque, you'll be right in the middle. Now you know that. I don't know if you needed to, but now you do. Yeah. Um, promo code HoopBall over at mybookie.ag. And this is what's going to happen. Odds boost tomorrow, Rockies, Dodgers. If a team scores over a run, or if they score a run, it's right now the over-unders at half. So one run at plus 100. So even money, max bet is $25. Get in, use HoopBall as your promo code. And this is for first-time listeners. You know, someone told me recently, and I heard it on a podcast, you know, you, you probably have a new listener every show so that that's very 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 good to know very good to hear you know for those of you that hear me preach about this all the time you know i apologize y'all have already used that promo code you've told other folks about the promo code or i'd hope so at least so you use our promo code hoopball you get in there you get in inundated you deposit with some bitcoin that turnaround and getting your money out is so easy. That's what I recommend. That's what we recommend here on the show. And then if you need help or assistance with getting that set up, or if you need Coinbase assistance, or if you just honestly, if you just want us to do it for you, you just shout out to us. But you have to use promo code HoopBall over at mybookie.ag. Take advantage of this odds boost. The MLB futures article is out. Me and Blake previewed every single MLB team. Use that free money to place a couple fun pizza futures bets. Or just cash out your 25 bucks and go to Golden Corral. I don't know. Or Sizzler. Whatever you got in your area. I'm a hometown buffet kind of guy. Or Chinese. I love some Chinese buffet. CC's anyone? So 
that's the exciting odds boost tomorrow for the Dodgers Rockies game. Obviously, there's going to be a run scored, can't end the game in a zero zero tie. It's a, it's as sure of a luck as what you're going to get. So you can get that odds boost money, play with it on some other baseball games with us. Let's see, uh, Dodgers Rockies, that's at 410 Eastern. So we get that $25 then we can go ahead and play some money on the Mets Nationals game in that battle between DeGrom and Scherzer. We got the White Sox, that um, Houston-Oakland game. I like Houston in that, not to get too ahead of my marbles. But hey, a lot of folks like to take this high-volume betting stuff and these long sports and wait a little bit before handicapping. I can't do that. I'm going to rip right into my gifts I tried to tell myself I was going to do it so I could quote unquote gain data. And I tried to be mature about it, but I said, bleep that flick off. Let's go. We're going to handicap some MLB action. I'm going to have Blake at Blake LaWatch, L-A-W-A-T-C-H. Woo, let me try that again. That came out weird. I don't know if I spelt it right. L-A-W-A-T-C-H. I think I did. I just had to reiterate. So follow him. His hard work on the first half college basketball has been paying off, hitting about 60% since joining the team. And then just been a great addition. Uh, Blake actually started off as a listener and a hoop baller himself, been a follower of Dan's for a while. And then him and I got interacted with each other on some college sports. So um, now he's a part of the family. I mean, he's been a part of the family, but you know what I mean? Like he not second cousin or first cousin status anymore. So we love each of and every one of you equally. So, so we're going to bring him in today. Um, we're going to just hammer out tons of baseball. We'll probably talk about every single game. We're going to talk about the new stuff that's happened. Um, so let's go ahead and do that now. All right, all right, all right. So, as mentioned, you know, I know I took forever on the intro, but we're having our new superstar on, and now I want to bring Blake in, and we are going to start digging into this marvelous Christmas gift in the end of April. So, without further ado, Blake, how you doing, bud? Great work with Vince earlier today. I know we're double dipping. Uh, we might hit the uh, midnight threshold before we're all done with all this, bud. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you're not calling me a superstar, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You sons of blazing. You flatter me. <laughs> well, I, I was excited to have you join a hoop ball, regardless. Yeah, I know. So it's been loads of fun. I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. I'm happy that we're getting you on these shows. I know with the baseball side of the thing, it's, it's such a high volume sport that it's always good to have someone to bounce stuff off of. And um, just like college basketball, I think you and I are a lot of the more similar handicapping styles. You know, we share a lot of the same philosophies. So yeah, I agree um, with this baseball stuff. It'll be great. Um, with you being a first half kind of guy, do you get into the first five much? You know, I, 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 I've thought about that. Not quite comfortable enough to get there yet, but 
but I feel like there's definitely an edge there. There's yeah. absolutely an angle there to be had. So I, not um, yet, but it's got to be there. I had some fun with it last year. I found myself throwing in, well, for a while, I mean, I was blind betting uh, Bieber starts with the, the Indians um, right. and their first fives because I think they were like, you know, pretty much like 14 and 0 to the under or something like that at one point in the season for first five. So that's mm-hmm. the exciting stuff that we're going to get to look out for. We're going to talk some underdogs. We're going to talk news, breaking news, somewhat old news. We're going to talk transactional notes, health notes, injury notes, veteran notes, prospect notes, shocking guys getting spots on rosters, plays of the day, you name it. We're having the stick talk on here today, and it's all about baseball, baseball, and probably more of it. So with that being said, you know, I know I, t- I talked about how you were on the show with Vince earlier, and we talked about some plays off air and then also in the discord already, you know, we've got some folks out there kicking around and um, we're excited for tomorrow. So with do you want to jump on the first game right away the first the first game is my favorite game all right well then that makes it easy so let's take it away with that one the blue jays on the road in yankee stadium is it still technically yankee stadium or do we have to call it like new yankee stadium it's yankee stadium all righty so at yankee (laughs) stadium at yankee stadium we got hinjun ryu taking on garrett cole we got a lefty versus righty matchup garrett cole obviously being the righty boy oh boy i'm getting goosebumps just you know prepping and tossing out games i love just you know tossing out and highlighting games uh to set up for you know my in cohorts to talk about i love just baseball flow and the way it goes with our shows Anywho, side tangent, Garrett Cole, obviously we know, you know, the dominant pitching power he possesses. Ryu coming off a phenomenal year, pretty much wheeling, you know, willing, uh, sorry, my Oklahoman was coming out, willing uh, Toronto to the postseason. And this young, exciting lineup with a ton of bats, I think has a couple of guys in there that could sneakily get uh, involved with Garrett Cole's plans of having a really nice, uh, pristine outing. And obviously, New York uh, Yankees, their home stadium, uh, according to you, Blake, Yankee Stadium is uh, one of those stadiums that uh, lots of runs happens in, So, especially over the right field wall. Um, I, I think I know where you're going with this one but I'm going to go ahead and let you full on spill the beans. Yeah. You know exactly where I'm going with this one. And for the record, Yankee stadium, at least, at least they have a stadium, you know, the blue Jays aren't playing in uh Rogers center right now. So right, doesn't matter what we call it. Um, now the Raptors, sorry to interrupt. The Raptors played in Tampa Bay this year. Where are, where is, oh wait, are they, they're playing in Buffalo still, right? I think they're playing in Buffalo. Yeah. They're still I've playing heard. at that triple a stadium. Yeah, I heard rumors between Buffalo and Tampa, and I know I don't know which one it settled on. Gotcha. I did like that Buffalo Stadium last year. It had a real nice look to it. Yeah, you know, at least it's AAA. Yeah. It could be worse. Exactly. Could be single A. <laughs> it's been those. So many dingers. Um, 
All right, go ahead, bud. Sorry. Yeah, no, I love the over in this game. You know, we, you and I were talking about it earlier today that, you know, you have to take every Yankee home game over, it seems like. You know, I, I know the lines are going to move up. Vegas will adjust, but they only have seven and a half. That's crazy to me. I thought it would be like nine or ten. And you know it's only seven and a half because Garrett Cole's in the bump for the Yankees. Right. If the, if the Blue Jays can muster two or three runs, I don't know how this doesn't go over because the Yankees are going to hit home run after home run. I I couldn't second that any further. And the fact of the matter is the bullpen, you know, there's a couple different pieces. Excuse me. Had to pause there. A couple different pieces that are going to be missing for the Yankees on the back end of that bullpen. And, you know, it's going to, I think that's going to hurt, especially if they can get to Garrett. I mean, no one really gets the Garrett Cole, like, enough for him to get yanked within the first three, four innings. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to have to – this is going to have to be a tick-for-tack kind of matching measure um, for the Blue Jays. I don't think you're going to go right ahead and full force, straight ahead, just, you know, damage Garrett Cole. But, you know, what you can do is chip away and play good ball uh, and match whatever runs and sticks that they put across – um, in order to, you know, slowly but surely just half run at a time, just in, in, inch towards that total. And I'm seeing it a lot uh, in a lot of spots at minus 115 uh, at seven and a half right now. So still immense value. I like those minus 115 spots. For me, a lot of people don't like that extra nickel juice, but I ain't too worried about it. And um I, I really just, like you said, it's, it's hard not to bet the over in this one. Yeah. Even, it doesn't matter what pitchers they throw out there. They're going to hit dingers. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Garrett Cole had a monster year last year. Again, that's what he does. If the Blue Jays can get a couple of runs, and if they get to the bullpen, they might be okay. Their, their offense is no joke, but it's, it's not the Yankees' offense. I think what we could see perhaps is um jay bruce get a couple dingers have a double dinger night or day uh barely just made the roster because of luke voigt's uh speaking oh oh, yeah yeah here we should probably talk about that uh luke voigt had the arthur scrap oh i always sucked with this word and i told myself not to try to even say it before we started arthroscopic there I think knee surgery that's good enough yeah yeah (laughs) I've already established I'm from Oklahoma so just keep that in mind folks um other than that I'm pretty good with words so uh Chad Green I wanted this I'm trying to remember these uh relief pitchers that were going to be uh on the shelf uh Zach Britton Zach Britton yeah, Zach Britton. Uh, right. yes. And I and, uh, believe Justin Wilson, um, if I'm not mistaken. It, anyways, it, it's a couple of their important pieces. And then we talked about Luke Voigt uh, going to be out looking like three months. So Jay Bruce squeaking into the Yankees lineup. Um, you know, it's the Yankees. You know, Aaron Boone's in what, his third or fourth season there. Um, they're looking. I've got their projected lineup up right here with DJ LeMay, who leading off to 
Aaron Judge, Hicks, uh, Stanton, Torres, Jay Bruce batting sixth, Gio Urshula, Gary Sanchez, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier in the in the nine hole. That's a pretty I, – I like him there. That's a good little spot there. He's got some he good pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got some pop in his bat, but, um, man, he's got to get a chance. Yeah, I mentioned this earlier, and I think I also mentioned in our article that they have nobody projected at less than 20 home runs except for now Jay Bruce. Was projected for 12 before him nobody under 20 wow they are projected to score a lot of runs this year um one one more thing if you don't mind oh yeah absolutely i dug up on ryu today um for the career he's actually better against righties and the yankees have a lot of righties but the last three years he's been worse against righties than he has against lefties his numbers have just fallen hmm. you know I, I don't know why i don't know mechanical change or what but the last three years, it's been consecutively worse against righties. Now, I did see that he uh, he was working on a pitch in spring training or something. I don't think it'll translate over into this start, but uh, like you said, changing some mechanics up might be something that he's going through and uh, look for maybe him to get tagged a couple times. Like you said, Jay Bruce, uh, if he gets an off-speed pitch – uh, it's it's probably flying out. So, um, let's see, let's see. Just trying to keep it in rotation order. The next game, you know, I wasn't really too high. You know, it's it's Cleveland, it's Detroit. Um, we took we talked a little bit about first fives a little here, um, just based off of the offensive production. You know, and that's hard for me because this Detroit team definitely got better. Um, a lot better than what they were last year. AJ Hinch coming in as the manager. Um, the Indians throwing Bieber out there, the righty. Matt Boyd, lefty for the Tigers. Um, but still, nonetheless, team's going to be looking to settle in. The styles of offense, the styles of managing, the pitching, Shane Bieber, uh, strikeout king. Now, we will probably see some negative regression because he had some historical strikeout and pitching numbers from last year, like 1950s stuff, 1920s stuff, like franchise history for the Cleveland uh, franchise kind of records. So look for it to come back, but I don't think it starts here. I mean, he's a strong opening day pitcher. The Detroit team, you know, yes, they upgraded, but – it's going to take time. You know, it's still a little ways off as far as what they're going to produce. This is the game that's going to be starting five minutes after the Yankees and the Blue Jays uh, get underway. And right now this is a over under seven and a half and under is getting major shade of minus 120. But again, no true opinion on me. Just wanted to highlight the game a smidge. Yeah. I don't love it either way. You know, the Indians, definitely got considerably worse the tigers got considerably better but the indians are still better in my mind um you mentioned the first five earnings earlier mm-hmm. indians minus a half minus 130 i don't hate that oh yeah now you one know, thing that, i know that's not great but you're, you're gonna see a little bit more juice on those first fives but sometimes you just gotta kind of take it you know it's like certain prop bets you know that we look at and we see um, you know, certain players going over threes or some some things like that. But um, looking here, and that's a good call out by you. I can't believe 
Oh man, here I'm looking at. I was looking at some team totals in the first. Man, this is too much of a deep dive for opening day. I can't believe I'm doing this already. Yeah, we're uh, on the second game. I know, right? Oh, this is so hard. It's just, it's, it's like, and I, okay, this is a quite literal and quite recent analogy, real life happening occurrence that I can go ahead and just use and translate into uh, this storytelling. So on my vacation, uh, recently of which I just got back from, uh, I was down at a candy store in Alpharetta, Georgia, and I like candy a lot. And so, um, I ended up with two bags and one was chocolate based candy and the other was gummy or fruity based candy, runts, Swedish fish, strawberry rock candy, what have you. And so, I always get so excited. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm just going to get a little bit. I'm just going to get a couple pinches of this, a pinch of that. And then I'm going to roll on out of there. By the time I get done, man, it's just because uh, I just keep seeing more and more that I like. And I'm just like, I, I, all right, all right. I mean, just a couple more of these, a couple of these. So same thing with what's going on with this MLB card. Um, it's going to be hard not to uh, lead with my heart and just blabber about every single game. You need more self-control. It sounds like, you know, that, that is actually something I've been working on in my adult life. Um, so. <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I'm, I'm almost 30. So it's, uh, that's kind of like my benchmark. It's like, I've got a few things that I'm looking to get hammered and nailed down by, by the time I'm 30. So that's definitely on the list. But uh, I'm over that mark, so it's too late for me now. <laughs> you have to just like wait like another 15 years and then say, all right, I got enough experience and wisdom now, so I, it doesn't even matter. And Figure then, out eventually. Yeah. Intuition. Um, I really want to talk about Minnesota-Milwaukee. It's a game that I'm really pumped for. Uh, I really like the spot of the Brewers in it. I want you to lead with your thoughts first, if you do have any on it, though. However, not to put you on the spot, but we got Kenta Maeda going against uh, Brendan Woodruff, righty versus righty. Both guys making their back or their second uh, opening day start in a row, and both guys having some really good success for these clubs. I really like Woodruff. I'm a Cubs fan, obviously. Um, you'll hear me say it probably at least 217 times throughout this season because I try to not lead with biases when I handicap, but I have a certain colored lens with the NL central teams and Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I, I, they're my pick to win the division and I like them to go over their win total. Like we talked about in the article. Um, speaking of which go to hoop ball.com and check that out. Cause Blake and I knocked it out of the park and Mr. Mike Pandador Pasador, sorry. Panda edited it so, mm. so greatly. Yeah, he made us look real smart, didn't he? Um, he did. He did. Because it was just, you know, we were just throwing stuff in there and we were having fun and we were, you know, talking some prospects and whatnot. And, you know, he, he's the educated man of the bunch. So. Yeah, he made us sound like adults. Yes, exactly. Sophistication comes key. Uh, 
did you what do you think about this Twins team, this Brewers team? What is are you looking for anything between these two teams early on? Um, I like them both season long. Season long, I think they both have a, a real chance at winning their divisions. For this game, you know, Maeda, just like uh, for you know Jinri earlier, they got out of, they got out of Los Angeles and they're they're what we expected them to be in LA, but they never got the chance in LA. You know, Maeda had a great year last year, and Woodruff has gotten better every year. He's been in the big leagues, right? If I'm not mistaken, based on the yeah. ERA, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And, and whip, uh, his whip, too. Yeah, everything. War's gone better. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. So, both pitchers have, are on the upswing in a major way. So, that makes this a stay away game for me. I guess if I had to, I, I might even take the under. It's minus 120, under 8. Yeah, I was just I looking at that. I like the Twins' offense a little bit better than the Brewers' offense. My, my thinking on it, and uh, I do like the Twins' offense. What I don't like is that it, it's a lot of homers. Um, and we saw a lot of the regression from 19 to 20 last year. Granted, last year being super weird with COVID and shortened. Mm-hmm. So we can throw it out of the window. But um, – the losses, you know, and I talked, I, I think I'm a little more low on the twins than the general public this year because I'm more high on the Royals. Spoiler alert, really like the Royals in that division. Um, I know Vince was dog steaming them earlier, um, so I'll have to talk to him about that. Yeah, he's but, being a real, real jerk. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I was looking at some team totals, three and a half – is what it's set for both teams and it's minus 120. So I'm thinking, here's my thinking. Yelich, I, I think he has a great opening day. He does bat 385 in his 13 at bats against Maeda uh, all time. So in his career. Oh, okay. Dang. Um, looking for some positive regression in regards to their offensive production. The Brewers, you know, like they, they're just kind of 25th or a little bit worse, or a little bit better in every major category from last year. So I think with some of the pieces they got up, some of the prospects developing a little more, Yelich having a healthier and uh, stronger year, I think he could have a 40-20 year, you know, 40 homers, 20 stolen bags. And I hope it starts tomorrow, because I'm actually really, really, really liking Milwaukee. And this play uh, might make its way into the wager pass. Uh, Milwaukee minus 105. It's already up to it's it's gone up to minus 110. So we got a minus 110, pretty much a pick them on both sides. Um, Woodruff, I think, has the shot to go deeper than Maeda. Um, Maeda with the control issues from time to time. So um, again, I was I just you know hitters to pitcher standpoint. I was just excited for this matchup. So it'll be a fun one. A team that I'm looking out for for this season because I think they'll win their division in the Brewers. And um, looking for Woodruff to get them through and power them through. Yeah, I like that call. I like, it's just a good baseball game for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And we're getting so many of those. It just is such a really just wonderful – gift to say the least mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't love interleague on opening day but if we want to have every team play we don't have much of a choice 
Right, right. I think it's interesting. Um, it's a different flair, and it's something that it shows what, you know, as fans, as uh, curators, cappers, whatever you want to call all of us, um, as y'all, as listeners, and, you know, MLB as a whole, you know, there's there's a level of um, – what's that called uh metamorphosizing going on you know there's there's some new things that we're just becoming more and more accustomed to Mm -hmm. and uh transitioning from that game to a you know divisional game we've got baltimore and boston and we don't have to be long-winded on this one because well the orioles are involved um boston i think all right so i'm gonna be a lot more higher on boston this year starting off you know we'll see how it goes halfway through but i'm 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 gonna die on the hill um i told you off air my plan um i'm gonna wait till the royals game before i unravel my plan out but uh you know foreshadowing i think that's what they do in english class classes in college um it is yes so Boston, Baltimore, Nathan Eovaldi, John Means, the lefty. I feel like he's probably going to give four balls up off of the green monster. He's going to uh, – <laughs> I, I feel like John Means, is, he's just going to – He's someone's just going to ask him if he's okay after this game. Why are you mad dog and John Means? He's uh, not the worst. I, I mean yeah. – you're right. He's not, he's, not, best, he, he's not because he's their number one. He's their number one starter, and Matt Harvey's their number two guy. So you're right. Yeah, and he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't even crack a lot of other teams starting five. Uh, I don't think he makes a, like 28 other teams roster. So yeah. Uh, Nathan Hivaldi though, um, he had a really great year last year. Um, I think he might be looking to put a couple you know years together here because he's getting into that part of his career where you know he's not going to get too many more chances to quote unquote fill the bag like what the young guys and gals say mm-hmm. um yeah so baltimore boston like i said real easy breezy on it i like boston if you want to throw them into a little two or three teamer parlay like i've been doing a little bit of two teamers lately a little action on the nba stuff new thing i'm scoping into and i'm gonna probably bring it on over to mlb so boston on the money line minus 165 minus 170 incorporate it on a two-team parlay i am not mad at you uh if you want to take that over in the yankees game that we talked about already and then throw in like the boston money line just to you know i was gonna i was gonna say yankees and dodgers or something yeah yeah something like that so um, I think that could be exciting. And uh, I love Bobby Dahlback. I feel like you just got to – I suck at Boston accents, but Dahlback is just such a Boston name. Like, No, you, you nailed that more than arthroscopic. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that. I've been practicing <laughs> it in the mirror at least twice good. a year. That's, um, that's cool. You good to move on from Baltimore-Boston? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't love either of these teams. Okay. You're definitely higher in Boston than I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and just real quick on the AL East thing, the uh, the email thread we had with Dan and and the editing notes and Dan, you know, and I, I I'm kind of throwing Dan under the bus here and maybe Panda too, but 
they they said uh they're like Devin, you got you got four teams above 500 <laughs> and then i i go to fan graphs and i look at their projections and they got four teams going over 500 so i should have just stuck with my guns instead of conceding. you know i had the same thought but i'm the new guy and i'm not gonna argue with dan <laughs> he talked me out i i guess i don't know i was on vacation so i just kind of went with it but uh-huh. you know the Rays being the team, you know, like I said in the email thread, the the Rays being out of that cluster of teams. Because I'm really just thinking that Boston just, I mean, I think they win like 86 games. They just go way over their win total, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they should be over 500 for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not bad. Yeah. Evaldi is he's a questionable ace. Right. He's just you know he's had seasons where he's great. He's had seasons where he's you know triple A. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. The two, the biggest thing for me was what they shed. You know, they they got rid of so much bad pitching, so many bad numbers, so many bad different peripherals um, within their pitching staff, uh, relievers and starters. Mm-hmm. So I think that itself is worth six wins. <laughs> it's just it was, it was sad to see uh, Jackie Bradley go. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of picture him in a Red Sox uniform forever, but forever. Oh, we didn't even mention him in the Brewers breakdown. You know, he is going to be batting projected eighth, seventh or eighth in that uh, lineup. Great fit for the Brewers. Yeah. I always thought he's sneaky good. I'm a big fantasy baseball guy and I think he's a sneaky fantasy guy. He gets you a little bit of everything. He doesn't really Mm -hmm. kill you. So. I need to get more serious in the fantasy baseball. I've not actually done a serious year. I did like a half serious one three years ago and just kind of did all right for a team that should have invited you into my league. I know. I just, I get scared. And then I was in the playoff hunt for, you know, fantasy basketball. And then I don't know, maybe next year, maybe next year. Um, Real quick, because Oh, here's number two, and we haven't even gotten to opening day. I'm a Cubs fan, and I don't like to talk about their games all that much. And I honestly think Pittsburgh wins this game tomorrow because, you know, that would be, like, the Cubs thing to do. Oh, um, so you're just being a Cubs fan right now? Okay. Yeah, so uh, – I, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to be real brief on this one. So if you have opinions on it, uh, over seven and a half, getting some major, major steam, major uh, – not steam, I'm sorry, shade, minus 125, that's, that's a lot, plus 105 to the under, it is Wrigley, I haven't checked the wind to see which way it's blowing, but you know, if you talk about Wrigley, you got to talk about the wind, uh, 14 mm-hmm. miles per hour in is what I'm seeing, it's supposed to be 35 Oof. degrees tomorrow in Chicago, Oof. plus 105 under seven and a half, Kyle Hendricks on the bump, all right, so I, I could either be the optimistic or the pessimistic Cubs fan. I could see this one being a 4-1 Cubs win or a 7-6 Cubs loss. I think the 4-1 Cubs win. So, That's not really a question for me. Cole is it, the best that Pittsburgh can throw out there, and he's not that great. Real young guy, but he's kind of just mm-hmm. in the middle of the frying pan um, doing what he can, so – yeah, they they had to throw someone so out gross this year. What was that? Pirates are going to be so gross this year. I'm not going to. Yeah. They were the easiest under. 
they were. They're going to be the worst I mean, team it was just, year. It was just an instant under. I mean, they might win 45. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 45. <laughs> I mean, what, what do they have to look forward to? They got Cabrian Hayes and Colin Moran. Cole Tucker just smashed his kneecap on the outfield wall in spring, tra- spring training. Uh, why do outfielders keep running into walls in spring training? Because uh, I guess it feels good. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm sure it does. Shout out Eloy. Him. Uh, he didn't run into a wall. He just dove out or something. I thought he ran into a wall, too. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not well-versed on it. I just know he tore, it was a peck thingy or something. Yeah, like I think he, he ran it. into the wall and tore it towards peck or something imagine how hard you got to slam into something to i will not rupture. imagine that <laughs> yeah no i'm gonna stick to sitting in my my chair here yeah yeah i i mean a i can't get up and get moving that quick to slam into something and rupture a muscle and b i don't think i have a muscle that big big enough to rupture like <laughs> that so um yeah Definitely not. Um, okay, the next – I am super excited for these next cluster of games here in the uh, mid-afternoon area, starting with the Atlanta-Philly game. Um, you and I are excited for the NL East, excited because of the conundrum of what it is and how talented it is. And the more that I've been – I've been listening to a bunch of – team radio you know serious coverage been using a lot of serious lately for the baseball stuff it's real handy mm-hmm. um learning a lot about the nl east so i'm excited to unpack some of this got some great pitching matchups and then i want to preface the dodgers colorado game and you know why i'm prefacing it um i talked about it on the top of the show but of course we got to bring it up again and I'm going to leave that little dog ear there. We'll get back to that, and we'll talk about the odds boost, uh, spoiler, um, about that in a little bit. And so Atlanta, Philly, Max Freed, the lefty, taking on Aaron Nola, the righty. Uh, what say you about this one? Do you have a strong opinion on this game? Because I truly don't. Atlanta opened minus 115. They're up to plus 105. Yeah, this is my favorite game that I'm not going to bet on. Favorite game that I'm not going to bet on. Perfect. Yeah, because it's they're they're two you know the two best not two no not two best teams they're two of the best teams in the National League for sure. Yeah, and so it makes it a coin flip just which one's going to come out that day. You know, will Nola pitch better? Will Free pitch better? I think Atlanta's offense is a little bit better. Yeah, but at the same time, Phillies have a good offense too. You don't? I don't know. I just like how the Phillies lineup, which I'm trying to find right now and pull up uh, on fan graphs, is very, very synonymous to Joe Girardi's like 2012 Yankees. Um, you know, he's got his DD on his DD Gregorius. Okay. There. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. He's got, uh, let's see here. Hold on. I got the daggone lineup up. There's a few guys on there. So, I, mean, I heard a podcast talking about it, and they were pointing out a couple guys, and of course I can't remember. A couple of Yankees guys? I mean, McCutcheon played for the Yankees for like a month. Oh, yeah, he? I guess he was – yeah, that was his first stop after Pittsburgh, uh, if I remember right. Uh, a couple pitchers too. Brandon Kinsler, 
I think, was uh, one of the Yankees teams there. I don't know. Anyways, Joe Girardi, pretty good manager, in my opinion. This is going to be a great matchup. Like you said, probably favorite game to not bet and just probably enjoy as a baseball fan. Throw it on your radio. Find the radio broadcast. There's nothing much – there's nothing more better than just radio baseball broadcasts all day going from game to game, just listening to the sounds of the game, the crack of the bat, and really just taking in baseball the way it used to in the early 1900s. Yeah, there's something different about baseball in the radio for sure. Oh, it's so good. The AM, just the AM frequency, you know, that like kind of staticky. muffled <laughs> staticky in the basement. The 1930s sound. Yeah, you know, fallout kind of, you know. If it, I would just, if nuclear war ever did what it did in the fallout games, I would, the first thing I would do is try to go find a radio to listen to <laughs> the games. So, um, all right, Atlanta, Philly. Yeah, you know, and if we want to diver, diverge into uh, the the NL East a little more here, we can before going into the ne- another game. Um, we're talking about the Braves and the Mets at the top. Obviously the Lindor huge, huge deal that just happened by the time we, the show gets out, uh, that's going to been done happened for 10 hours or so. Um, and huge there, 341 mil, 10 years. And, uh, Atlanta lost a couple of arms, brought a couple arms back in and they, Hey, shout out to Pablo Sandoval. He made the team. Don't know how for the Braves, but he's in there. Um, he's a man. He's pandas have nine lives like cats too, I guess. And yeah, I guess so. Um, pandas of all, pandas of all. He he. Uh, it's it. He's a fun guy. He, he's a fun guy. And Atlanta, I'm sure, really likes his veteran presence. And, uh, I mean, shoot, he was barreling balls up in spring, so I guess I, I shouldn't talk too much. So No, he still has it in him. He still has a swing on him. Um, I just saw another take on this Atlanta-Philly game, and I know we just said it was our favorite game to not bet, but, again, the candy store analogy, over 7, minus 115. I, I like that. I do uh i'm not making it an official play i'm just for you listeners out there um if you want to play it or if you were sitting there anxiously waiting you know for one of us to say something about that specific angle um i think that has some merit to it because of the bullpen issues for philadelphia i don't think they've shored those up uh this offseason um atlanta obviously missing some guys tiki toussaint uh, currently on the injury list and their pitching staff. So, Nash, I'm actually really bad. I'm actually really happy you went back to that game because I saw something afterwards too that I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia first full five innings minus half a run plus one twenty. So I think Nola is better than Free. Yeah, I, and I that's my hesitation with this game. Yeah, and they're minus a half plus one twenty. I like that. I like that. That's not. That's not too bad there. That's a nice little take. And then they've got 
man, there's some serious juice on it, but it'd be so hard to pass these up. Here, listen to this. Team totals for the first five. They're both set at over or under one and a half for both teams, but minus 130 for Atlanta, minus 135 for Philly. So just Vegas in, agrees it's a coin flip as well. Yeah, just intriguing. Uh, it is. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, those team totals. I mean, two runs within the first five innings with offenses kind of, you know, uh, like these. I mean, I know it's yeah. some juice at minus 130, but we're talking a couple of dimes, you know. I mean, that's a Kuna, Albies, Freeman, and Azuna each getting two at-bats. Right. I mean, with that's- Freeman being – the RBI monster he is also he's, a he's, monster year last year. He's uh, one of my dark horses to lead the NL and RBIs. Is he really a dark horse? What kind of odds did he get? Uh, you know, Sorry, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, I, I think like he, it was, uh, I, I, I locked like it in on, I locked it in on tally site earlier. Um, and I saw it and I think he was like the fourth or fifth favorite guy. He was like in a pocket, of uh i want to say it was like plus right around the 1500 yeah 15 to one odds dang there was a lot of the home run hitters were ahead of him you know the power guys of course yeah he he is just such a pure hitter he's probably my favorite player him and i love tim anderson too i know joey Votto's not that old but freeman Mm. feels like a modern day joey Votto. yeah yeah what I really <laughs> like is seeing kind of the Braves way, the uh, transcendence from Chipper Jones, because Chipper Jones's last year was Freddie Freeman's first year. So was I think really? you see a ton of uh, work ethic stuff or just, you know, the cerebral aspects of baseball, the way to play the game, you, his presence in the infield. You can kind of see some chipperisms in there. I can't believe that's true. Yeah, that they they were on the team that lost that wild card game to the Cardinals. Yeah, and the umpire had that yep. bull crap strike three call yep. Chipper. Yep, yep. I was that pulling was for horse. the Braves that year because you know Chipper. Yep. So, Can't curse, but that was horse s. Yeah, that guy was really good at baseball. Yeah, that was fun. Really good at baseball. Um, I'll be brief on this next one. I'm looking at the over. Um, I really like the. I mean, sure, the pitching matchup scares me, but the ballpark is being played in and the chances of Paul Goldschmidt going yard is pretty high um, in this ballpark. He loves this ballpark. Cincinnati's got some guys that can hit some dinkers, dingers. Um, plus 100, even money over under seven and a half. Uh, St. Louis, the cards taking on the Reds of Cincinnati. And uh, minus 116 for Cincinnati being the home team right now. That's a pretty heavy favorite for the, uh, for the Reds. I don't think I agree with that. Minus, yeah, I'm saying minus 120. Is there something that I don't know about? I'm looking what, you at think it's more or less? Well, I think, I honestly think the Cardinals should be favored in this. Okay. But I, yeah, I agree. I, I like him I as agree. the underdog. I mean, I'll throw – I think this is a great spot to throw these guys in another one of those two-teamers that I was talking yeah. about. 
I'm seeing the Cardinals plus 100 money line. That'd be my play if I had to. I mean, Harrison Bader's out, but he's a second-year center fielder. Yeah. I just Uh, think the Reds are going to be shockingly bad this year. I mean, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmond, you know, Paul DeYoung still there. And you add the – I mean, you've got (laughs) – Yachty's still doing it. You know, he's – I don't care what you say about the guy. And, I, again, here's number three, and we ain't even had the first game. I'm a Cubs fan, and I love Yachty so much. I love Yachty. He's Yeah, just, I've, liked, I've liked him a lot for a long time. He is so solid. He's still going to throw – He. I wouldn't be shocked if he threw two people out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'd love it. Uh, Arenado – just extending the phenomenal defense of that infield between DeYoung, Arenado, and Goldschmidt, you know, that infield's pretty well covered. Mm-hmm. Um, outfield's a little questionable, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, outfield's going to be more of their offensive spark plugs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about Joey Votto. Eugenio Suarez um, is – an exciting guy to look at for this Reds team. He was getting some love to lead the NL and homers. He's a really decent dark horse candidate. I think he's at 21 to one odds. Um, he's got some power, obviously playing at great American ballparks. Good. Um, but the guy I like, and if I want to make a, if I want to call out a moonshot tomorrow, if I'm, if I'm saying this guy's going to hit a homer tomorrow, I got to throw out my boy Winker. Because I just love saying the term winker dingers or wink, <laughs> a winky dinky or something oh, like that. It's just so fun. Um, I, I I rolled this guy out into so many DFS lineups last year because he, dude, he can rake. And it's just so fun to say winker dinker. You know, I, I told you that's how you handicap games. You did that exactly. with Austin awesome P plus three as well. Yeah. I mean, just you need to pick your fun. favorite mascot. You got to come up with catchy terms to make people find a fun think, rhyme. Oh yeah, that's a cool bet. There's so much <laughs> merit behind that. Absolutely, you're a great handicapper. I trust you. <laughs> Absolutely, you're great. Um, but you know is what's Vado playing tomorrow? I'm sorry. Is Vado playing tomorrow? I don't um, think he is. Right. Here, just COVID. Me, I'm. I'll pull up their projected lineup here. Loading, loading, loading. Because I know he got COVID a bit ago. Or he Tracy oh, yeah. more, he had it. I don't know. Yeah, it's still showing. Or not. It's still showing he's on the COVID nineteen list. Oh, hey, since we're talking about the Reds, we got to talk about their prospect Jonathan India. Um, he wasn't really looking to make this team, um, but had a really great spring. So shout out to him, first round pick. Uh, number fifth overall back in 2018. Um, exciting second baseman there. Look for him to help out on the infield uh, since D. Strange Gordon was uh, released and let go. Yeah, that's that. Now, shout out to the Reds for actually bringing up a prospect who deserves it. Right. No, not many. Not many teams that do that. Most teams that hold them down and triple it the next two years. Exactly. Now I'm trying to think if Votto's not at first, who would be at first for this team? I mean, they got. I want to say Jay Bruce, but he's not there anymore, so I don't know. Yeah, um, 
Kyle Farmer's an infielder that's on their bench that I'm looking at. You got Max Schrock, who's a lefty, is an infielder, but they don't have any true just first baseman. No, they don't. I guess. Hmm. I guess that's it. I mean, didn't Moose move over to first base? Oh, no, I did. That's what I heard. Okay, yeah. Oh, is he? They are. They're gonna move Moose back to his original position uh, first. Then they're gonna play. Uh, oh goodness, what's gonna be? I heard it earlier, and of course I can't remember. They got the whole rotation. Yeah, they they got they got it. They got something going on. They're gonna put that together. Okay. Luis Castillo, hmm. I think he could be dealt by the deadline. I think yes, definitely. I agree. Could. I'm thinking Yankees. Of course, it'd be the Yankees. Yeah, that's definitely maybe, the, maybe Padres. You know what would be really awesome because I love this team. If he uh, Cubs, no, <laughs> <laughs> the A's. I think he'd be a really good fit. Okay, yeah, and the A's are always going to be good. But Undoubting I'm actually them. I'm on Houston to win that division this year. I think Houston. Okay, so here it is. I'm gonna get it out. Houston World Series winners. Uh, that's gross. I know. That's gross to hear. I know. But I don't. I don't battle tested. Their offense is. It's gonna. It's gonna go crazy. Their offense is great. And they added some arms. So. Yeah, the pitching just needs to hold up. Yeah. Dusty but, you Baker. Know, you know, it sucks. Gonna bounce back. Sucks not having Perfect. Verlander, but. Yeah. They're going to miss Springer. They're going to miss Verlander, but yeah. Altuve's going to bounce back, so it's Correa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, honestly, losing Springer sucks, but, you know, he was always hurt anyways. He's like the best leadoff guy in for years or something. Yeah, they're going to Statistically speaking, like home runs, I think it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he went on a crazy run there. Yeah, I remember that. So I've got a 310 game, two 310 games that I'm actually really excited for. And here, this might present us with another two-teamer. Tampa Bay, Miami, Glasnow, Alcantara. Um, I'm just going to get it out, be short and sweet about this one because we are running a little long on the show. And uh, I know that Blake and I probably both need to get some rest, but we're just super excited about baseball. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay, Miami, over under seven and a half. No opinion on the side, but what I do like, and it's continuously creeping. I've no, I've been checking on it the last like hour and a half, and it keeps creeping up. But I I originally locked in Miami plus one twenty eight. I like Alcantara here. Had a really great opening day start last year. This Tampa Bay team, they're coming off that you know draining postseason. Look at the teams, you know, it's obviously a different sport, different league, but look at the teams that had the deep playoff runs last year um, with the weird shortened off season. Um, you know, most specifically the Lakers, the Heat, you know, look how they're doing in the NBA right now. Overall, the health of their players, not great. Um, the rest and the recovery, the durability factor early in the year, um, with a shortened off season, hard to get. Miami, young, healthy, got some studs. 
they added some power in Adam Duvall. Um, they still got Jesus Aguilar there, who I believe um, is the best out of all these Miami bats against Glasnow in his you know career successes. I think he's got um, a couple RBIs off of him and a pretty decent high average. So I'm looking for maybe his power or Adam Duvall's power to go ahead and send maybe one or two of those phenomenal Glasnow fastballs over the fence. And then, you know, for their solid enough defense being played like with guys like Garrett Cooper, Brian Anderson, um, you know, they got one of the Marte, I think it's Starling Marte, Cattell Marte. Uh, Starling. It's Starling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew one got traded at the deadline last year and then I just completely forgot. Um, so yeah, you know, I like this Miami team. Um, Tampa Bay, like I said, I think they might be gassed to start the year. Yeah, you know, talking about our article again. Yeah, we we took the unpopular opinion of the under on the Dodgers, which is super unpopular. But it's for that same reason. It's the the after the postseason, you know, they're going to keep guys out of next year week because they can. They're yeah. going to come out slow because they can. And, but I agree with you on the, on the, on this game specifically. I agree with you that the Marlins. I'm backing them the plus one and a half because Alcantara is on the bump. I think Tampa Bay, this might be the first year they kind of have that, that dip. Yeah. I could see them finishing fourth in their division easily. Yeah. I mean, like, we, we took the over, I'm pretty sure in the article. Uh huh. I don't remember what it was now. Like was a couple over 500, I believe. Yeah. I think it was right around that 80, four-ish 84 yeah that's what i want to say too and we took the over but it's not a strong over and the marlins they're not going to be good they're not going to contend for anything but alcantara when he's on the bump he is he's he's good yeah and he gives them a chance to win they're the fish with arms there's a podcast i've been listening to and that's what they say uh the marlins because the best part of their franchise right now is they got some really phenomenal pitching arms so marlin's the yeah, fish with arms. he's he's injured six, too six oh. though yeah and he's, he's gonna start on the 10 day il which what? i was so excited to see he's probably one of the pitchers i'm most excited to see you know to start this year off so yeah he's he's electric um real phenomenal stuff really great movement on his pitches really really yeah, follow, i've been following him in the minor leagues had him in the dynasty league for a while yeah and yeah. he's just an exciting pitcher um i said garrett cooper um he's no longer on this team i can't remember where he went but i remember he was a marlin i did like last year brian anderson however is there and jazz chisholm the number two ranked yeah, prospect jazz. within the um marlin's um, what'd you call it? Prospect rankings, 48th <laughs> overall for the MLB. So, um, and then I really like Miguel Rojas at shortstop for the Marlins. So black hole glove, um, eats up everything that comes up over on his side. And then, um, man, there are so many three ten games. There's like four of them. All right. Move briefly. Real, real breeze like uh, across this next one. Texas Royals. Well, that didn't sound right. Texas, Kansas City. 
the Rangers, the Royals. Uh, I'm going over nine because I don't trust the Rangers bullpen. The Royals got significantly better on offense. Now I know Mondesi is on the 10 day IL to start the year, but like what you and I talked about um, off camera, off air is the fact that Hanser Alberto was one of those great signings to help shore up that infield in case something did happen. And you got him to maybe be able to fill in for a lot of the defensive stuff. And then, like I said, the additions of Carlos Santana and Andrew Benatendi, uh, Michael Taylor, some on-base percentage and speed. Uh, you know, having that speed of Michael Taylor makes up for the stolen bases that you're going to lose from Mondesi. Now, it's great to have both of those guys, sure. But if you can kind of, you know, push bits of the sand to the center and like get your shape you know with Mondesi being out with the pieces that you brought in with the front work that your front office did then that that's what you're supposed to do as a franchise and that's what the Royals are in a position to do here and they weren't last year so uh really 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 like the Royals in this spot minus 165 money line go ahead and toss them and the Marlins together I think that's exciting. But if you don't want to lay the money line, I would say over nine. Kaufman, real big outfield, a lot of extra, ba- uh, extra base hits able to be accounted for there. So Royals got Brad Keller on the mound and then Kyle Gibson going for the Rangers. But like I said, that bullpen of the Rangers, I do not trust. Yeah, I don't trust Kyle Gibson either. Yeah, negative regressions definitely coming his way, and I think it's going to come quick and in a hurry. He he just yeah. he, he had a really great year last year, and I do like Gibson as a pitcher. And there are times last year where I rode him on some DFS uh, hot streaks. So, um, this this Royals lineup, man, I'm telling you though, they I, I'm looking. Th- this is going to be a team that this year. I try to find probably team total numbers and exploit that first five numbers. Um, try to exploit that. They're looking at over two and a half at minus 115 for their uh, team total right now for the first five. You know, that has some excitement tone to it mm-hmm. for me. Uh, here, here it is. Here's the plan. So I've told you about it. Royals, Red Sox. I, as a handicapper, as Devin Ellington, am going to pick a side. I'm going to make at least one play on every single Kansas City Royals game this year and every single Boston Red Sox game this year on top of everything else. But I will have a pick or a play on every single Royals or every single Red Sox game this year. I like it. What what are you gonna do when they go against each other? I guess I'll have two plays. Maybe maybe three units. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think about the Royals minus one and a half plus one twenty odds? Minus one and a half. I actually do like that. Um I locked it in. I on think the that's the way side. to go. Yeah. That that there's so much value on that. They could win this game by I mean they, they could put ten runs up. They could cover the yeah. total themselves. And it's a nice Kansas City day for baseball out there at Kauffman Stadium, 53 degrees, barely any wind. 
Oh yeah. Clear skies. Yeah. That's that yeah. Midwest weather condition for baseball, like the perfect just opening day weather. And you know, the Rangers are going to lose so many games by not being beat, but by losing it themselves. Yes. The Royals aren't going to have to beat them. They're just going to have to play baseball. Well, and that's and what they cover did the one and a half. so many times last year. Lance Lynn, if he didn't have a complete game quality start, they were pissing off so many different wins. It was hard to, you know, tank yep. Lance Lynn starts when he was just freaking mowing guys down. Lance Lynn had a great year last year. Um, now with the White Sox. And, you know, Texas, like you said, good at pissing those games away. Kansas City, they're going to be excited. And I think this is a really great buy low spot uh, to start the season with the Royals. Obviously, Mondesi being down, the market perception is going to shift a little bit. But fret not, hoop ballers or baseballers. Um, you know, the Royals are the way to go in this one. And like you said, that spread, that run line, um, plus 120. Heck yeah. I might even go for a trifecta here. I mean, give me the Royals money line, minus one and a half, plus 120, over nine. Over nine. That's going to be my Royals trifecta. I love it. Can't can't argue. That's it. Watch none of them hit. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, yes, they will. Yeah. Well, all right, we'll see. Let's get one of them. Let's get one. You know, like a like a baseball manager. All right, let's just get one this inning. Yeah, preferably plus the 120. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the 120. All righty. So looking over these three 10 games, three 10. All right. Arizona, San Diego. Do you want to talk about this one or should we go ahead and jump into the odds boost 310 game? Um, San Diego should crush them. Bumgarner sucks. Yeah. Padres don't. Yeah. This is, uh, I was surprised the, the, the run line is one and a half and it's minus one ten on both sides. Huh? That's surprising. Yeah. That surprised me. I, uh, I'm finding pl- minus one Oh five for the diamondbacks in some spots, but nonetheless, like it, I, oh, yeah, my book, should... he has one ten. That should be minus one twenty to one twenty five in my. Yeah, opinion. I agree. It may or may not be in my wager pass. Yeah. Huh. Some really intense value there. Yep. And it's I, was only, I think it's probably just honestly, it's and this is what I love about sports betting too, and what I take a part of it into my handicapping is just the psychology, you know, and the perception of yeah, not the what matters, but the market in the you know, the people setting the numbers and what you're seeing here is Madison Bumgarner. It's the mm-hmm. Madison Bumgarner effect. I mean, you got mm-hmm. freaking you Darvish on the other side and you're telling me that Bumgarner, who's just completely lost anything of who he was, um, is going to be able to go up against you, Darvish. I mean, I know oh, no. this is so weird. Now, let me give you a little snippet of my wager pass right up, if I may. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, blah, blah, blah. Against righties, Bumgarner gave up a 618 slugging percentage and a 404 Woba last year Ooh. against righties. The Padres th- are projected to throw out seven righties tomorrow. I do like Woba stats. I love Woba. Yeah. I do love Woba. 
Um, okay, so maybe we look at here. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what a team total look like looking like for uh, Padres. Seeing five, meh. Five at minus one ten. Hmm. Nah. Nah. I was just curious. Not enough value. So this odds boost we have going on for the Dodgers and the Rockies game. I've talked about it at the top of the show. And if you're not familiar with what an odds boost is, you know, hopefully we got some new listeners in here and I'm sure we do. I've got some new followers. That's for sure. And in odds boost is where we essentially just pretty much get free money. Like I could try to specifically explain to you what it technically is, what my bookie does with them. But the fact of the matter is we have a chance to take a max bet of $25 and put it on the over of half a run at plus 100 at even money. So that's really all we need to know. And it's no strings attached. There's no rollover. And so get in there, get inundated. If you don't have a MyBookie account, let one of us know. If you want to do it on your own, go ahead and use promo code HOOPBALL. If you want someone to handle your account and get you set up and get rolling, just say the word and we will make it happen for you. That's what we're all about here. We're trying to get free money money into your pockets. Like I said, take the 25 Take the family, or not, I mean, I don't think you can take a family out with 25 bucks, but take the 25, take yourself out to Golden Corral or something. Hometown buffet, if you're out here in the Midwest, and, uh, you know, maybe some cheddars or something. I don't know. Go get some mozzarella sticks on, on hoop ball. Uh, a couple beers. Go to your favorite bar. Um, cash out. Get involved with the uh, Bitcoin Bitcoin in, Bitcoin out, so easy. You lose less with the handling. Use that, get the odds boost, promo code, all of it. It's all attached. Like that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie's got the red string all over, trying to figure out who pooped in the bed. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's where we're at here with all that. So uh, do that. Do that. That finally covers all the 310 games. Then we have this lull for a little bit. And then we get the 609 start time between. Is this the best game of the. This is the best game of the slate, isn't it? The first game is going to be the best game because it's officially starting opening day. But this, baseball quality speaking, like this is. And we obviously got to figure out what's going on with the COVID stuff. And we can touch on this because I know you and I both probably have some decent opinions on this game and stuff to talk about. Mets, Nationals, DeGrom, Scherzer. DeGrom, and I I was keeping up with him in the offseason, kind of on his social media, through podcasts. He's throwing even harder. His velocity has gone up this offseason. So I'm not sure how that is possible, but it is. We have an over-under of six and a half. 
Washington plus 130 on the money line. I actually really, really, really like Washington in this spot. Their money line inflated, obviously, after the news that they had four or five folks that are going to be out. There there are some staff members that were incorporated in that. Um, Blake, you and I talked about the fact that a catcher was called up recently. I heard it on a SiriusXM show on the MLB channel. And so my belief is I think maybe we have a catching – the catcher's room maybe had a little uh-oh or something yeah, maybe Um, some bullpen guys or something yeah so what i I mean the baseball fan in me on this game is uh i love it um i really love it so i'm excited just for context you know sake and putting it in perspective this game was at washington minus 110 you know yesterday when i looked at it it's at plus 130 so that's just – that's a lot of movement. And I, th- I, I think there's still a lot of great value there. I don't think they're going to be down key, key, key guys based off of what I'm hearing. Uh, the transaction moves that they've already made are very, 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 like, small ones, like n- small-named guys. So um, definitely keep an eye out on it. But I think the side you want to take, in my opinion, is Washington plus 130. The Mets still need to figure that bullpen out, and they're a top-heavy lineup right now until some of the other guys are able to, you know, get their act together. I mean, I know it's early, obviously, the first day of the season, but the kinds of offensive talent they have, I believe, are going to take some time to get rolling. Nationals got a pretty good lineup. Got Juan Soto in there. You got – Schwarber in left field now some extra power um you've still got Trey Turner out there on the bases swiping everything with his speed I mean uh Josh uh, Josh Bell's on this team as a veteran with some good slugging abilities so and then you got Mad Max on the mound I mean you're never out of it with Mad Max and with the offense of Juan Soto uh you know I can't count the Nationals out yeah, I, uh, I locked in the Nationals' money line plus 125 this morning. Yeah. And after the news broke of the COVID, I got a little nervous, but I'm starting to feel confident about it again. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, it just increases the value in it because obviously uh, in, I saw a quote in an article um, from Mike Rizzo, the GM of the Nationals. They're not technically allowed right now, and this was three hours ago, four hours ago when the article came out. Um, they're not allowed to disclose who tested how or whatever right now, I guess, until they get their next, you know, I guess there's a protocol obviously, and there's rounds of testing to be done, et cetera. So we'll probably know. I I feel like we have to know first thing in the morning. Like it's, it's gotta be like a first report brief kind of thing. I think yeah. that's how the league needs to handle every COVID thing with all these teams, not like they do the lineups, you know, locking them in an hour before uh, first pitch or whatever lineup cards. Yeah. You'd wish they'd just let you know right away, but I'm, I'm sure they can't. It's probably a HIPAA thing or something. I don't know. Right. But as far as this game goes, I do like the nationals. I know going into, against the Grom isn't the smartest thing to do. 
And you always have the thought in your back of your mind that, you know, has Max Scherzer pitched his last good season? Because it feels like he's 58 years old. Yeah. It feels like he's been throwing 95 for 15 years. Yeah. But and he's still good. And you just keep wondering when's that fall off going to happen? And is it, you know, is it on opening day? Is that the start of it? I don't know. But I'm, I'm willing to bet it's not. I'm taking Scherzer. I'm taking Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Robles. I have high hopes for him too this year. Mm, I forgot to even bring Robles up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was a high prospect. He hasn't quite been what people expected, but I think his best is still in front of him. Also, uh, Josh Harrison. You got Josh Harrison on that roster there and too. And Josh Bell. Josh and Bell's Josh good. Bell. Cool. Yeah. Josh Harrison and Josh Bell. Yeah. Um, Jan Gomes still kind of doing his thing there. Um, which is that you know, catcher? Yeah, he I was about to say he is a catcher. So obviously if my if our or my you know guess or what my it was yours, think, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I watch. <laughs> Man, we're gonna wake up. It's gonna be like Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Victor Robles <laughs> all ruled out. Oh my gosh. So if that's the well, case, yeah. hoop ballers, do not bet the nationals no do not do not stay away yeah odds won't be good enough for the mets in fact if that happens and you have bets locked in i would encourage reaching out to customer support on whatever platform you use hopefully it is my Mm -hmm. bookie and uh, just being like hey can we move this bet amount to a different game (laughs) or something yeah you know another reason to get in the discord like the guy in our discord chart he's the one who broke the news to us yeah yeah. And, he, and he said the line was still live, so he took the Mets immediately. Yeah. And, you know, if other people were in there and they took advice, that could be a good thing. Um, I've talked about it time and time again on the show, but in that Discord, you know, now that I've taken a little bit more undertaking on at Hootball, you know, it's – I still get to do my deep dives, but, you know, sometimes it's not – I don't get that extra 20 minutes that I want you know, to cram for a test, you know? So we have so many followers that I get information from that I didn't even have a nostril to, you know, before I heard about it in our discord. So Mm -hmm. it just speaks volumes of the community that we have Um, on top of our professional handicapping. You know, you have the savvy uh, in tuneness and sports fanaticisms of the followers and the family of the discord so uh, they're all smart they all put out their opinions nobody's shy no one is shy that's very true uh uh in speaking of shard shard is not shy um, <laughs> no it's not <laughs> so uh that's that's how we do it over there and it's really fun so um Trying to think here. What's a good transition? Probably not talking about what the transition would be. Um, Mets, Washington. We'll wrap that one up. Uh, really great pitching duel. And then we're going to be thrust into holding off until the evening time, the deep throws of the night for 9.05. Estimated start time between the White Sox and the Angels, Giolito, Bundy, got Mr. La Russa coaching against Mr. Uh, Madden, got some two old school kind of 
managers. Uh, Mr. LaRusa with his somehow return back to managing at almost 80 years old, I think he is. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I, as much as I love this White Sox team and how high I am on them, that hiring was just so baffling, especially with how young the team is. Um, yeah, it's, it's just weird. You see coaches these days are getting younger and younger and younger, which I think makes all the sense in the world. And then a team that we think, you know, man, this is a World Series team. And then they go and hire or they and, and then hire. they have like some of the best young talent in the game and they go hire Tony La Russa. And they hire your grandpa. Like what? Right. I mean, I love Tony La Russa. Don't get me yeah, wrong. It's not his fault. Right. But I mean, you, I, I don't know. There wasn't another guy younger like what was what was the applicant age cutoff you know like 72 the age cutoff <laughs> you know like r.i.p to lasorda but if he was still alive i think he would have been a candidate he um, would have been a candidate yes so i bet they tried to get lou Pinella to come out of retirement dude i would have loved that i love him i love lou like you, you manage the Cubs, so why not manage the White Sox? Mm-hmm. So he, uh, sweet Lou, gotta love him. I love him. Um, I actually don't have an opinion on this game. Obviously, the Aloy Jimenez news is big. Um, talked about how he ruptured his breast or his pec, sorry. Um, and how his muscles even big enough and that he runs that fast to be able to do that. So, White Sox, Angels, first time I'm saying it on this card, punt game. See, self-control. I can do it. Is that the first time? I don't know. Um, I kind of like the Angels, to be honest. I think Bundy's a lot better now that he's gotten out of Baltimore. Uh-huh. And Giolito's on the upswing. The entire White Sox are on the upswing, but I think so are the Angels. I think the Angels are – I think they'll end up at about 500 this year, which – I think is what they're projected, but if Otani can stay healthy, they still got Mike Trout. You know, maybe Pujols can be some service. Probably not, but maybe. Who knows? They added a guy named Rendon, Anthony Rendon. And Rendon, he is so underrated. He's criminally underrated as Very. a third baseman. There's too many good third basemen in baseball right now. That's the reason. I think uh, it goes Arenado, Rendon for me. Yeah, I mean, third base is probably the deepest star set position. Uh, you, I mean, you, you know, probably, Bregman, Arenado, you got Aaron, yeah, Machado. Who is uh, Matt Chapman? Or yeah, Matt Chapman. He's 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 legit as well. Uh, there are so many good third basemen in this league right now. Yeah, it's uh, pretty wild. Who holds down third for the Dodgers? Is that Turner? It's Turner. I, I wouldn't put him top 10, though, I don't think. Maybe offensively, but as a whole, no. As a not. whole, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, who's third baseman for the White Sox? Uh, Moncada. Thank you. I think yeah. he's sliding over to third. Yeah, yeah. Madrigal, who they call that on-base machine. Yes. Is that second? Um, so I was watching Madrigal in that massive – huge run at Oregon state um, in their most recent rate managers, you know, like retiring season, they won a national championship. It was like, yeah, I remember you know, that. 
they had the six MLB like crazy prospects on that team. That's my first memory with Madrigal. And then it was like his name just made it stick. And then he got drafted real high. And I was like, oh, wow. Really like where he went. Yep. Um, He's just stuck around. I was trying to decide if we're, are we going to be in store for like a really awesome pitching duel here, specifically in the first five? I think we have a chance to see like 15 strikeouts before the sixth inning. Between Giolito and Bundy? Yeah, especially with how the big bats are going to be trying to swing on opening day. I, I don't hate that. I don't, I, I'm not buying it. I don't think Bundy can hold up his end of the deal specifically. Yeah, that's true. It's either he strikes everyone out or he lets every ball go out of the yard or go for an extra base hit. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. Real tough one. Like I said, not too opinionated on it for me, but again, it'll be a really good baseball matchup. Um, Angels, are they finally going to do something? Um, Try to get Trout to the postseason. Got the best player, generational talent, best player in baseball, probably best player since, should I say it, Ted Williams? Okay, I didn't know how far back you were going. Um, Ted Williams, I mean, yeah. Trying to – Ken Griffey was just different. Uh, I was – that was going to be my original jump point, but – Different, better? uh, No one's ever going to be Ken Griffey. Yeah. Junior. No, I'm I'm a Griffey (laughs) homer, obviously, because I'm a marriage fan and I grew up watching Griffey. It's just but, that, that swing, man. That just that the swing. beauty. It, it, it I saw I, got, it, I, had I that got chills thinking about it. <laughs> like it's it's a baseball swing that I think about and I get chills. So you know, speaking of Dan earlier, he tells a story in the Discord about sitting with the Griffies. That's just crazy. Just casually. Yeah, like no big deal. Okay, and thanks, how Dan. and how his cousin was the old the the grandma from happy gilmore oh yeah like his grandma's cousin or something yeah yeah like a part of the family yeah um, yeah that's cool dan's just got all the celebrityisms. i did see griffey um in the kingdom pop out to deep right field though nice i thought it was gone i was excited <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> i met mason crosby uh, at the bar I was bartending at in Kansas City when he came to play the Chiefs, and that was oh, uh, really that I met his dad, and he introduced his dad to me, and I shook both their hands, and I recommended a dish and a drink to go with it, and that was that. So, and that was it. He was a real nice guy, really nice guy. I thought it was cool it's that funny, I, I recognized the NFL kicker. I told I the people it. at the bar, my other bartending mates, I was like, "Guys, that's Mason Crosby." And they're like, "Who's Mason Crosby?" I was like, and "They're like who?" The kicker for the Packers, uh, you else. Yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. So, well, anyways, I'm gonna go say hi to him if y'all aren't. <laughs> yeah, you guys can stay here. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, I'd um, recognize Kyle Gibson. I mean, what was that? You said you... I, I would. I would recognize Mason Crosby. Yeah. He, well, he's got that distinctive. He, he's one of those humans that have the eyebrows that make him look like a a husky. You know, he, he's just got like those really yeah. sharp. Like, 
I don't know how to explain it. Kind of looks like Brett Favre's younger, better-looking brother. Right, right, yeah. And not to mention, he's been kicking forever. Like, you got to live under a rock to not – to be a general football fan and to not know who Mason Crosby is. Yeah, I think they all know. They should know. They should. They need this kicker education, so – um, Houston, Oakland. I'm really excited for this one too. I like Houston to win. I'm gonna be probably a little more brief on the this one and the next one just because it's getting into the witching hours, man. I hit the midnight mark here, so my brain's moving a little differently. Um, Houston, man, we talked about them a little bit earlier with the uh. You know, the, the, I mean, these teams are both picked in a lot of spots. You know, we used a lot of data from Fangrass for our article and our general knowledge and whatnot. Um, baseball reference. It, it's these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Game, game in, game out, metric per metric projections. What they're looking to do within the division. They're both at the same odds to win the division. This is as tight as it's going to be, I think, as far as a division goes. And it's going to be these two teams probably down to the last game in the season. Um, So that's why I hate when people say stuff about baseball like, oh, the first 70 games don't matter. And then then every year we're in the middle of a playoff debate or freaking playoff race where it's literally – Six teams separated by one and a half games. So that makes no goddamn sense to me. And I don't understand it. And then it's a thing that 90% of baseball analysts talk about every year and players and managers. Every freaking game matters in a 162-game season because we come down to a one-game playoff between at least two teams at least every year. So I don't I don't get it. That's the same thing with spring training not mattering of course it matters yeah those are the people that just don't like baseball they don't they just don't like it so they they poke holes at it you know 162 games is ridiculous but it's necessary and so they're gonna that's what they're gonna do i just it it, i think that's the first time i've ever like gone on like a chris russo high heat style rant about Because it's no. like, of course your- it matters. I mean, it, if it didn't matter, then we wouldn't have 162 games to begin with. And then we wouldn't have wild cards. And then we wouldn't have play-in games. And we wouldn't have added to the playoff format this year. And then we wouldn't have, and then we wouldn't have. And, so, yes, it matters. <laughs> Every game matters. And for the record, I love the wild card game. Yes, me too. It's, it's the most exciting start to the postseason that you could ask for. Yeah, other than baseball, the first four of the NCAA. Baseball gets a lot of things wrong, but I think their playoff system is the best. Yes. Now, and, you could argue the Stanley Cup, but I think baseball playoffs are the best. And they're adding to it. So they're starting to modernize a little bit with this game. That is a little archaic, but... um. All right, so I like Houston. I think you do too. Or were you on Oakland? You know, I... Like Grinky and Chris Bassett, both righties on the mound. 
for those who didn't listen to the last podcast, Vince, he put me on the spot. He told me to pick a game. And he was going to tell it right then and there. And I took the Astros money lines. It's minus 110. Uh-huh. And afterwards, I dug into it a little deeper, and I hate it. Oh. I feel so bad. I hope he doesn't listen to this. And I hope that Astros win. But Granky has not been as good. He's not good on the road. Mm-hmm. And he's not good against um, – he's been awful against righties, which is what he's put out there primarily. Yeah. And Bassett is the opposite. He's great at home. Yeah, and, uh, I do like Bassett. He's the great Bassett against righties. Helps. Yeah, he's great against righties. And uh, everything about it, just I feel bad. But we'll see. You know, it's baseball. It's one game. Any team can win one game. So I guess I'll stick with my guns. I'll take the Astros money line, but I don't love it. But the one game matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This <laughs> You're going to come back to me in late September telling me about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love Bassett. Um, great control, obviously. Um, Grinky, I'd want to pull this up, but if I remember right, uh, it's his fifth opening day assignment. Um, he's never, yeah, I've got it right here. Thanks to MLB.com. He's never won an opening day though. Go, oh, I don't say o- that. He's 0 and 1 with an 8.20. Oh, my goodness. Maybe, maybe we should get Vince on the phone, my bookie, and see if they can take that away. <laughs> take that bet off the table. Uh, yeah, customer service. I didn't realize how shitty Zach Grinky was on sorry, I didn't, day. I didn't really Blake, realize Blake's an idiot. I'm sorry. Honestly, though, I actually like that because I always go on the side in the attack and perspective and rose-colored lens of, well, everything's got to balance out. So. Yep, water always levels out. Yeah, like Thanos, you know? Everything uh-huh. perfectly balanced the way it should be, but let so, me. I'm man. A lot of these guys have lots of at bats against Grinky too. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Stephen Piscotti has twelve at bats against him. Matt Olson's got fourteen. Here's Matt Olson's got fourteen at bats against Grinky in his career. He's batting one forty three. Okay. Uh, Ramon Laureano's the Grinky killer. Nine at bats, hitting 556, one dinger, two ribbies. Ugh. So Elvis, Elvis Andrews, eight at bats, three ribbies against uh, Grinky. Only eight at bats is surprising. The one, but, the one caveat I do have that I that I'll back the Astros with is their offense. You know, Altuve I think is going to bounce back. Correa is going to mm-hmm. bounce back. Plus he's in a contract year, so he has to bounce back. Alvarez is going to bomb. You know, he's going to hit bombs. Bregman is going to be one of the best third baseman in baseball again. Their yeah. offense is dynamite. I like the pairing of Jordan Alvarez and Alednis uh, Diaz. Um, those two young guys are really exciting. Um, Bregman, Brantley, and Altuve all have at least 14 at-bats against Bassett. And they to Jose Altuve and Bregman are hitting 286 Brantley hitting 250 so they're gonna have to okay. all three of those guys are gonna have to have a you know multi-hit game uh only two home runs and six RBIs combined from those three guys against Bassett so 
Going to need some success from those guys. Grinky's going to have to not suck on opening day. Um, and uh, Houston could win. Yeah, but you know, how many times have you handicapped a game where everything is pointing in one direction and the opposite happens? So many times. It happens constantly. And so I'm praying to the sweet baby baseball Jesus that Astros cover. Yes. Or they win, actually. I, I, I you know, so... It, to me, it's an in, intuition play. You know, I just – it feels like that kind of game. You know, Dusty Baker. I mean, yeah, uh, I felt like a steal until I dug into it. Yeah. Um, and I even got mine at minus 107. Um, so, uh, I got a little less of the steam than you did. So, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we have an exciting opening day. Um, and I believe, oh, wait, no, no, no. We got to talk about your Mariners. Hey, we got one more, dude. Yeah. Giants Mariners. That'll be the last one. Um, and I'm freaking bummed because Mr. Kyle Lewis, uh, going to be out for you guys. Yeah. Uh, that's such a bummer. I was, he was the, pretty much the sole reason why I was wanting to tune in, uh, to watch your guys's game. Um, and then I, I want to see how Marco Gonzalez does, you know, lefty on the mound, um, going against what the giants are probably rolling out Gosman or, uh, here, I've got it right here. I, uh, Gosman. Yep. Right, is it Gosman? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosman righty versus lefty Marco Gonzalez, um, getting, getting the opening day bid. And like we talked about, when he else high prospects actually i don't know if you can consider him a prospect anymore with the success and the service time he had last year i think as far as service time window he falls under um for the uh prospect technicality but yeah i mean he's exciting Mitch Haniger, I'm looking for him to have an upgrade in power this year. Ty France is another really exciting guy for you guys. Um, I really like JP Crawford. You know, you guys got some unexpected power in Dylan Moore. There's always the excitement factor of looking at Kyle Seeger and how great he's been for you guys since joining the franchise. Um and then this is um, an exciting young team that, you know, based <laughs> off of the article, obviously I was really um, excited for. Um, you are a Mariners fan, so you may have a little different take than I do. But um, ultimately I wanted to jump right on the Mariners uh, train tomorrow. But without Kyle Lewis, I, I think I got to go ahead and pull back off even though Marco Gonzalez is making his third opening day start in a row, um, joining only Felix Hernandez, Randy Johnson, and Jamie Moyer uh, to start at least three in a row for the Mariners opening day. You know, I, you prefaced a lot of things earlier by saying, you know, I'm a Cubs fan, so blah, blah, blah. That's how <laughs> I felt about the Mariners. I just couldn't make up my mind. I see the talent. I see the I see the talents on paper. I know they should be good. Their their offense is pretty good. It's not bad. They're going to hit for some power. Uh, you know, JP Crawford can really pick it at shortstop. Kyle Seager, he's 
such a good third baseman, but he's so underrated because of how good third baseman is, uh, you know, around baseball. He's um, just average, it seems like, but he's so good. And they're pitching. They brought James Paxson back. Justice Sheffield is still up and coming. He's good. Who knows about Yusei? You know, maybe he'll get it together. Yeah. And um, Yusei's still pretty young, actually. Yusei is? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. You have his age? Oh, 29. He'll be 30. Oh, I was thinking he was 27 or something. He'll be 30 in a couple months. Dang, me too. Or wait, no. <laughs> That's next year. What am I talking about? See, I don't yeah, even no. know. I'm already senile. <laughs> I'm excited um, for the top of the um, order for you guys. And then also Taylor Trammell in center field. Yeah, Trammell. He's going to be filling in for Kyle Lewis. Uh, he's got he, he's he's a lefty. That's probably going to be a platoon guy. Is what I'm seeing here on Fangraphs, and uh, he was a part of uh, that trade uh, with San Diego. I can't remember who was involved in it, but it was last year that you guys uh, pulled a deal with and um, got a really decent prospect out of that. So, yeah, I was excited about that. That was a, that was a big deal. There's a bunch of teams in there. I don't yeah. remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I think that was the. Uh, oh my goodness, what is that deal? Why can't I remember? I can remember Tramel being traded, and I could remember he was coming from San Diego. I just can't remember the other details of that trade. Uh, Austin Nola went to San Diego. That's it. Was that the? Yeah. Uh, who was the? Hmm. No, yeah, no, I think that was there's it. a third there's a third team in there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You guys had a big big beefy boy. Is that Mitch Hanniger? Is Mitch Hanniger the big beefy boy? No. Um you know who I'm talking about from last year. Yeah, first base. Real big dude. Oh yes. What the hell? He's always had the big old chaw in his cheek, you know? He either hit a home run or he remember his name. Did nothing but sweat at the plate. <laughs> like he just came well, they, up. To I think that was a couple sweat, and you could hear him breathing. I mean, they got Evan White now, so that wasn't him. No, gosh, what was... he was I like think a... it was more than last year. I think it was a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, it was he was a part of the team y'all had when y'all were on that crazy home run pace to start the season, um, the first couple months of the season uh, back in 2019, I believe it was. Man, why can I not remember his name? Oh, Vogelbach, Danny Vogelbach. Yeah, Daniel Vogelbach. Thank and then he got traded to the Yankees, or he went to the Yankees or something, Yankees. I believe. Yeah. So they pretty much had two Luke Voits. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, he's Luke Voit. Yeah. They had great value Luke Voigt and, um, <laughs> well, normal value Luke Voigt. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vogelbach, that's what it was. I don't Danny know. Danny Vogelbach, yeah. That. So, anyways, his power was there, but not consistently. And I think that's what's good about, you know, the Mitch Hanegers, the Dylan Moores. Uh, I want to see what Tom Murphy does for you guys. He's pretty much gonna have that catcher role pretty much yeah, to himself that's his spot so he he was in san francisco with buster posey so you know he's got some great qualities to bring behind the plate uh mm-hmm. based off of just culture with bruce bochi and developing catchers so uh 
I like y'all's lineup. Y'all, y'all, y'all got yeah, I like it. Evan nice. White's going to hit some dingers, too. Yeah. So. It's just, it's next year. It's a year away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still a year off, I think. Because y'all are going to have off. a bunch of money to spend next year. And then this year's can... also going to be telling for, you know, like you said, Yusa Kikuchi. Uh, bringing James Paxson back is huge. Just a great feel good for your guys' yeah, organization. Yeah, uh, I, I bet, you know, that whole area was just phenomenal uh, or uh, elated, you know, to hear that the big. Yeah, Mary's Twitter was a buzz. Right. Yeah. It just gives a buzz. Like you said, it just creates that little extra pizzazz. So, yeah. And the Mary's got some prospects are super exciting. And of course, they're not going to call them up because baseball. <laughs> and, you know, Kellenic and Julio Rodriguez and Noel mm-hmm. V. Marte. There's some exciting times ahead, um, but that's not this year. Kalenic is that kid. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and then Chris Flexen, you know, just throw him out there, righty. You guys got him out of the KBO, which he was, um, you know, in the hiatus. Um, Hootball Gaming went to the KBO side, and I got obsessed with it, and I started handicapping it hard. And Chris Flexen was a guy – that I became very familiar with because he was a foreign player over there in the KBO and he was just having a really great go of it. And now here he is on a major league team. So um, he's y'all's third arm and um, I'm excited to see his first start of the year. Um, He's one of the few righties that you guys actually have. So, Yeah, I I didn't know anything about him. He uh he's he's got some he's got some velocity, but he's got some control issues also. And the KBOs no MLB, but as we all yep. learned and became educated on, um, once KBO was the sole source of our baseball diet, um, there's some very good talent. There's yeah, five talent guys sure. sprinkled throughout the MLB from last year's rosters in the KBO, which is more than what it's been over the last couple of years. Usually there's just like one or two guys. Um, oh, KBO is on the upswing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what happened, uh, obviously helping get the American market into it. Um, you know, I I'm excited for more KBO. Um, the playoffs was phenomenal. So they're set their their setups. Great. So, um baseball all around i i I even got into the venezuelan baseball so man hey it it was dark when there the shutdown happened you had to (laughs) chinese taipei you know so i just played video games all the time yeah i i i won a couple couple of super bowls with the dolphins on that (laughs) Uh, that's exciting yeah well blake I think we covered every game on the card. We talked some really awesome points, some uh, things to look out for, and probably give it all with the asterisk of you're going to hear the common theme of um, gaining data. Um, Baseball is a long sport and this, that, this, that. So there's going to be a lot of cappers that will on Twitter and on the radio and whatever you know that are gonna kind of shy away from getting into bets 
or what have you picks um, on day one, you know, day zero, whatever you want to call it. And I don't think that's going to be the case here for us. Cause it's just, <laughs> we're so excited to rip it open. I you did. Know, I tried that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was I came into to this. Take my time and <laughs> no, uh, it didn't really work for me. And um, it worked, it, it it worked for, you know, the first six hours of today, you know, when I was at my quote unquote day job and, but, you know, once I got home, it was just like, Oh, well crap baseball. No, now, now it's time to unpack it. And then especially once we started the show. And so uh, I know you and I both already have a play in the wager pass and I've got three games handwritten in front of me that i'm waiting to just type up so i, I we got plays coming they're probably not going to be no two or three bangers but we, we we got some good old 1.1s to win ones so yeah that, that was the bit of self-control i had i i told myself i was only going to do one or two plays of course i have four i had two on the first game <laughs> and all of them are about one unit there's one that's one and a half yeah, but you know, I told myself I was going to be slow and methodical, just like you were saying everybody else is, and it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I like gaining data as much as the uh, the next guy, but placing bets, making picks, and starting from day one is data. So we're gaining data, and no matter what we do, we can sit on yep. the data, we can wait on the data, or we can just be active and see how the data actually forms and shapes too. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make some, gain some money while we're gaining data as well. Exactly. Gain data, gain money, you know, go off of intuition and our off season scrubs. Um, you know, you can still find value and pinpoint some chinks in the armor to find on these lines uh, in the early parts of the season, you don't have to just sit back and stockpile a week's worth of data and then be like, okay, cool. 10 days in, I can start betting baseball now. Yeah. Well, you know who else is getting data is Vegas. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's an argument to be made that now is the time to strike. Yeah. Yeah. They have to gain data too. And yeah, it's not like they're just closing their eyes. No, no, no. You know, some points of data we do more research on than they do. So um, keep that in mind. Yeah. Like apparently the Padres game. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's already moved to minus minus one fifteen on the spread, by the way. Oh my. It was minus one ten when we were talking about it. That's crazy. <laughs> that is wild. I love, I love the market movements. I just love seeing how, like I said, the human psychology affects the market. Like it just, it, it's a fun way or a fun dynamic to incorporate and keep in mind of my handicapping and just mm -hmm. overall how, sports viewing. Yeah. How much money came in on the Padres in the past half hour? Right. Since we talked right. about that to make a change. And then how much is going to be on the back end in response mm -hmm. to that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. No, it's all just kind of, it's, uh, it's a lot of, well, if this happens, what will happen here? And then it's like kind of trying to plan your value picks, you know? Um, yeah, thinking how the market's going to move. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's super fun. It's one of the more enjoyable parts of it for me. Um, it, it makes it more strategic. So um, not that we ever like to rush picks or rush getting games written up out, 
there. But if we're if we know that we're gonna lose some value, um, you got to get in and you got to go. You know. But, well, man, let's tie a bow on this one. Get it edited, all that good stuff. Get it over to Dan, and then everyone is just gonna be waking up to Christmas-like goodies of baseball proportions. It's opening day. You guys over there on the West Coast are going to be getting baseball at like just shy of 10, like right around 10 o'clock, not even like uh, before 9.30, yep. right? Like, 10.05 a.m. Man, rub it in. I got to wait till <laughs> if, noon. If you're, in, if you're in California, you get it at 9.05. Right, right. Dan's going to love that. Yep, sure will. Wake up, throw baseball on the radio or the TV to have on all day, man. No, they're they're gonna wake up. They're gonna open up our article. They're gonna make their predictions. Yes, make their plays. And then they're football. then they're gonna turn on their TV and watch baseball. Use the promo code Hoopball over at mybookie.ag. Um, get on the odds boost, and then turn on the baseball and stuff. There you go. That's the order of events. Listen to this show, read the article all at the same time. Just take in all the numbers. So, but Blake, I had so much fun on this one, man. I knew, I, I knew uh, it was going to be fun. I was really looking forward to it. You know, opening day only happens one day a year, obviously. And, you know, I'm super stoked to have you on for the MLB season. You and I are going to kill it. And, uh, I am really excited for baseball this year. I was last year, but I've got a lot more tools in my bag this year. And I just, I'm, I'm so, so stoked. So I, that, you know, that's how I'm feeling. I couldn't be more excited. I was uh, pretty tired when we first started talking, but now I don't think I'm going to be able to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to get off here and I'm going to deep, deep scrub some more numbers. Like, so. All right, bud. Well, let's get off of here so these folks can listen to this either tonight or in the morning or both or whatever they want to do. Um, to you, the folks, he is at Blake LaWatch, L-A-W-A-T-C-H, on Twitter. And I am at D-A-L-E-007, and that is spelled D-A-E-L-L-I-E. Zero zero seven. Hoopball Gaming is where you find the show on the Twitter sphere. Go over there, check us out for more of your fantasy basketball needs because we still are in basketball season, believe it or not. Go over there to Hoopball Tweets or Hoopball Fantasy. And then, of course, the website, you'll find all this also. Recently added some new, new team specific coverage pages and shows. We now have. Hoop Ball Blazers, Hoop Ball Celtics, and we also have still pretty new Hoop Ball Mavericks. So we've got some awesome new shows. We got some other teams that need some covering. So if you might be interested, give one of us a shout out. Reach one of us on Twitter. Uh, Leave it in a review if you want. Wink, wink. See what I did there? And, uh, you know, Let's just grow the show and the hoop ball platform even further. We can't do it without you guys and gals, and uh, we wouldn't expect to. So we want you to come along the ride, and we want you to join the family. And uh, 
like Blake was saying earlier, the discord is where it's at. So Blake, any last parting words for opening day? Oh man. If uh, every, if I do this much work every day, of the baseball season that I did an opening day, I'm going to be a very tired man by the end of the year and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. We might need to start figuring out ways to operate on less sleep uh (laughs) coffee intake different blends of coffee we might need to look into some stronger roasts so we're gonna have to figure it out man because i I don't know how many times excited every day yeah it is i've i've scrolled up and down this spread uh page on my bookie a million times today right right and just keep it going every time i went to the bathroom i work it was just like pop it open look look it just all right cool the numbers haven't all right they did that all right cool so work's getting in our way big time y'all y'all just need to grow hoop ball so much so we can just sit in front of our hoop ball computers all day and just love you guys yeah brewski can just pay us to live exactly yeah hey that's my goal in two years so at least yeah all right, well, let's roll this one out. I'm excited. I know I've already said it. I'm doing the podcast goodbye. I think I've done it like three times. That's all right. Y'all know what I'm doing. We're going to roll with it. As always, I am sending you my good vibes and all of my good energies. We have a phenomenal day to look forward to. It should be a national holiday and the concerns of my book. So without further ado, goodbye. Be safe and be positive take care blake we'll see you next time bud yeah same man This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.